We'll get to episode 202 in just a moment, but first I wanted to tell you a little about Laugh for Sight. It's coming up on October 24th in New York City. Robert Klein will be performing and a bunch of other great comedians will be there. My friend Brian Fischler will be hosting this event and it's at Gotham Comedy Club. Tickets are $40 or $125 if you drink like a fish. It's all you can drink for $125. You can go to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash laugh. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash laugh. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 202 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode. And I've got a few things to talk about, which I usually do each week, right? I'm going to start off, since it's football season, with a fantasy football update. It looked like a very dark week for me, but it turned out to be great. I won both times, both in the frenemies league and in the all blind league where i am unbeaten six and oh now just for a recap i was six and oh last year and (laughs) and then the wheels came off so let's see how that goes i am hopeful to continue my winning ways but i've got a few people on by this week and it's a couple of my top guys on both sides so we'll keep our fingers crossed i am playing frank in the I think it's in the Frenemies League. I'm not quite... Yes, Frank in the Frenemies League, and I am playing Guerrero, who last year was Guerrero Strong, (laughs) but this year it's blind as a mofro. So fingers crossed on both sides, and we'll see what happens. And I will let you know, of course. I'm not too hopeful in the hockey, so I won't even talk about that (laughs) now. A little too early to really get dug in with that. So we'll see how that goes as well as time goes on, especially once football season is over. I I just can't do it all. (laughs) And in fact, I was scurrying to pick up some players today for football because of buys. So that's that's how much I've been doing and how busy I've been. And it seems like I'm always busy. So I don't know what the story is there. Maybe it's just me not knowing how to manage my time as I've talked about in previous episodes. Some other things I wanted to talk about, and as I touched on in the intro, I will be going to Laugh for Sight coming up on October 24th, which is this coming Monday, if you're listening anytime before the 24th. I am recording this on Thursday, just afternoon, which I am so excited to be doing at this hour. It's been quite a while since I've actually recorded on Thursday, which is the preferred day, and I like to edit and then drop the episode the same day, whether I complete the editing by the time... Midnight Eastern comes, I don't know, but we'll see. But I will be going to New York City on Monday for Laugh for Sight. I'm really excited for it because not only am I looking forward to going to Laugh for Sight and helping that great cause, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody from the All Blind League who are going to be there. Nick and his girlfriend Edith will be down from Montreal. Frank and his wife are coming over from Long Island and obviously Ed and Brian will be there. So I'm looking forward to connecting with them again in person a little over a year and change since we met up for the all-blind draft video, which, of course, you can see at ICan'tSeeYou.com slash football. I will never stop saying that. (laughs) So if you're in the New York City area or will be in New York 
for October 25th, why not check it out? You can go to ICanSeeYou.com slash laugh to buy tickets. Tickets are $40 and there's a two drink minimum or $125, as I mentioned in the intro, if you for all that you can drink, which for me, if I were drinking alcohol, would be probably one or two is all I could drink. <laughs> so again, ICanSeeYou.com slash laugh. Robert Klein is going to be there. There's a whole big lineup of great comedians that are going to be performing. And uh, again, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I have some other things planned for New York City while I'm there. And one of them might be to go to the Spanish consulate. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, Otherwise, I may be doing some things with uh, Nick and his girlfriend as they tour around and things like that. So I'm not sure what exactly is going on, but I'm getting up there Monday early morning, well, leaving early morning here in Philadelphia, getting up there a little after 10, and uh, we'll see what goes on. I There's a million things you can do in New York City, so at some point, I'm sure I'll catch up with them. If I don't, there are many other places I can go and see and do. Again, it's New York. There's always stuff to do. Jane is actually home now, or one of those things would have been to connect with her, and she may also go to Laugh for Sight. I'm not 100% sure if she's going to go yet. But again, uh, I can't see you.com slash laugh. You can buy tickets. And uh, I hope you do go because it'll be a lot of fun and uh, it'll be a lot of fun connecting with you as well. Another thing I wanted to talk about was my sound. How do I sound? Do I sound better? Do I sound worse? I can't stand to sit down when I do podcast episodes. And for the last 10 or 12, I have been using my Sure SM58 microphone and sitting down because I only have that on a uh, tabletop mic stand. I have wanted to use my Zoom mic, which is a ZDM1, which may or may not be as good as the Shure SM58. Price-wise, they're about the same. The Zoom mic is on a boom arm, so I can stand, and I love standing. I, I believe you can, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. I had to sit down because... I was using the Zoom mic, but you know I was on camera, so I, I couldn't stand and be on camera unless you didn't want to see my head, and maybe that would have worked out, not seeing my face for that. <laughs> maybe we would have raised more money. So I am standing. I am using my Zoom mic, which in the past has given a little bit of not great audio, but I was going back and forth with Janine Stanley last week, and she had given me a couple of tips on what to do with my audio to process it. So I'm, last week's episode was processed. I'm going to process this one as well, and hopefully that will make things sound great with this mic. I know when I'm on Zoom, not the microphone, but Zoom, the communications company, which you use to do webinars and face-to-face virtual chats, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I always sound pretty good on that, whether it's with White Canes Connect or when I do things like Believe You Can, like I did the other day. So I'm going to try to process this audio. Hopefully it will sound as good as last week sounded, because I did think last week sounded pretty good. Or if it doesn't, maybe next week I will get another boom arm and put the Shure microphone on it, because again, I, pardon the pun, sure do like standing when I record. So uh, let me know if it's good or bad. Let me know what you think. Your feedback is always appreciated. And again, you can reach me at the normal spaces, 
on social media at David Benj, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube for that matter as well. You can reach me via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, or you can give me a call at 646 926 6350. And while I'm talking about the phone, I don't know that I've ever mentioned this before, but somebody's asked me recently, why do I have a 646 area code phone number? which is, of course, New York City area. A couple of years ago, it might have been even before I started the podcast, I have a domain name called tristatebeauty.com. And when I was looking to develop this site, I thought, you know, I should probably have a phone number for the area. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it an e-commerce site or if I was going to make it a content or affiliate site, but I wanted to have something... Tri-State, of course, everybody thinks of New York City, even though in Philadelphia, sometimes people say the Tri-State area, which means Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. But when I thought about it, I thought, you know, I'm going to get this phone number, and then I didn't do anything with Tri-State Beauty. (laughs) So I kept that phone number, and I thought, well, I'll use this Google phone number for the call-ins for the podcast, which is obviously now what I'm doing. So again, 646-926- 6350. And that's either if you have an opinion on my sound or the podcast in general, or you have questions, comments, show ideas. And of course, I will repeat that at the end of the show, just in case you need to hear it one more time. (laughs) Believe You Can 2022, presented by Dancing Dots, happened this past weekend. And what a lot of fun it was. We had a lot of great performers. We had a ton of technical issues, and I'll get to those in a second. I mean, it was just brutal. We were always talking about what could go wrong, and what went wrong was not in that realm. <laughs> and I'll get to that in a second, like I said. Doing sound checks throughout the time to and meeting with the different performers. And all the performers showed up, and it was great. Some were a little late. One got distracted by the Astros-Mariners game that went all those extra innings. (laughs) I won't mention names, Max. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun listening to the different performances, and some were just so outstanding. And in fact, I have one, in fact, the winning performance in Just Listen this week. When the show started and and we were set to go on at 8 p.m. was the start time, everybody who was involved in the event got on Zoom at 7 p.m. There were different things that we had to iron out and who was going to do what and how we were going to do certain things. And we had done three or so, maybe four practice sessions between Lisa, Harriet, and myself just so we would be comfortable with, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Lisa had written a script, so we had everything that we needed to talk about. And of course, that kind of got derailed too when we had some technical issues. And the show ended up running longer than we expected. But again, it was a live event dealing with people from Canada, Sweden, all around the U.S. So, of course, there's going to be some issues. Now, the main issue, and this was just, this could have been catastrophic. The main problem was Zoom and JAWS. JAWS, if I haven't mentioned before, is a screen reading software that is used on Windows computers. 
It is not the only one for Windows, but it is the leading one. So some of the things that Joe, who was the technical wizard to put everything together on the technology side, some of the things he had to do was put up an image of somebody if their camera wasn't working or run a video of the person's performance if they couldn't appear live. And we did have two people give us videos, one because their internet connection was not great, and the other one because we couldn't make some adjustments in Zoom so she could sound her best. So when doing that and doing some practice right before the show there was an issue. And this happens, I've mentioned it before, with voiceover. Sometimes, especially when there's an update to a software, and there was an update to Zoom not that long ago, whenever Joe would share his screen to show the video or an audio, voiceover, I'm sorry, JAWS didn't work. So if you're blind and your screen reader isn't working, how do you work your computer? You can't. You have no idea what you're doing. And this was a huge issue because not only did it affect Joe's computer, it affected Stacy, who was also doing behind-the-scenes stuff, and Marsha, who was also doing behind-the-scenes stuff. So we worked on that, and when I say we... (laughs) Joe worked on that with the help of Stacy and Marsha with Lisa, Harriet, and I and Simon looking on and trying to give some ideas, making sure pictures were oriented the right way and things like that. But with the, with the JAWS and Zoom issue, we couldn't really do much help with that, at least Lisa, Harriet, Simon, and I. So what they ended up doing, they ended up logging on on a second device, an iPad or an iPhone. And the funny thing is, when even when JAWS didn't work with Zoom, when the screen sharing was happening, it worked everywhere else. So there was clearly something done when the Zoom update happened, and that just threw everything all out of whack. And it was, it was a miracle that the show went off as it did. Some of the things that went on with the update, and we're not quite sure why, but the video would not work when somebody joined, one of the performers joined, they couldn't get their video to work unless they were made co-host. Now, I don't know if that was a new setting. I don't know what the issue there was, or if, again, it was just some, some sort of thing in the upgrade. It worked for most folks, but not everyone. We're not sure if it was those who had older versions of Zoom. And one of the things that we always talk about with uh, all the, the folks in the Keystone chapter and other blind friends, when you have an older device, whether it's an older iPhone, iPad, um, computer, and your computer can't get the latest update of an app or software it becomes a problem because you're running on software that may have some bugs in it. Maybe it's not um, still not supported by the, by the company that made it. 
And we kind of have a feeling the folks that couldn't get their video to run were folks that had much earlier versions of Zoom. Not 100% sure we didn't go back and ask each one, what, hey, what, what version of Zoom are you running? And some of them might just be running older versions of Zoom because they just haven't upgraded to the newest one. So that was one of the things that we talked about in our recap meeting is to next year, make sure everybody's software is up to date, which again may be an issue if you have, let's say, an iPhone 7 or 8 or 9 where you can't run the latest software. When Liz was at Walden, she had to get a new phone because the software to control the front door, to operate the front door, would not run on her phone. What would happen with her when she was working in the morning during extended day before the the school day started, parents would bring their kids to the front door and drop them off. But you can't, they couldn't open the door. Liz couldn't open, the door's locked. So the parents can't open the door. The kid can't open the door. They have to push a button and then through the intercom, Liz tells them, okay, let me buzz you in and would then grab her mobile and go into the app and hit the button so the door would unlock and they could come in. So she got a new phone because of that, because she couldn't upgrade to the newest software that would allow her to do that. Same thing could be true with these folks with the Zoom, with the outdated Zoom software. And again, I don't know for sure, but the problem with JAWS and the new version of Zoom not working was huge. And it gave everybody... Like Lisa said, it gave everybody in the sighted community who was watching the event a taste of what it's like when you are blind or visually impaired, how you function without a screen reader, because you really can't. You really can't go through a a website or an app if it doesn't work or work 100%. I tweeted at SEPTA the other day about their app. Their app is pretty accessible but it's not 100% accessible. Maybe it's 70% accessible. I could check train schedules, which is why I use it. But when I take and make a favorite of the schedules that I want, for example, I go from Swarthmore to some of the different stations in Philadelphia, I can do that without having to re-enter the information every time I go in and I make it a favorite. Swarthmore to 30th Street Station is one. Swarthmore to Suburban Station is another. And Swarthmore to Jefferson Station is another. When you go to the favorites page, which is the main screen when you touch schedules, all you hear is dunk, dunk, dunk. It doesn't read what that favorite is. doesn't read anything on that page other than the navigation down at the bottom, which is where you can get schedules or check alerts and things like that. And it's very frustrating every time I have to go in. For example, if I'm standing on the platform and I put my phone away, every time I go into the app, I have to re-enter the information. Start the, what line I'm using, which is the Media Wawa line. I'm not sure if they call it Media Wawa, Media Elwin, whatever. It's... I'm, the media line, and I'm either going to Philadelphia or from Philadelphia to Swarthmore. So there's three three things I have to enter. And again, each time you go in, you don't type something. It's a drop-down menu. So with the line, I touch it, and maybe there's, I don't know, 10 choices. I don't know. 
I don't know how many uh, regional rail lines they have. And then each line has two. There's a two-center city and from-center city. So I would then have to find media in that drop-down, and then I have to find the starting station, which is Swarthmore, which is uh, second or third from the bottom. So I scroll down, and I get that, and then I have to go to whatever my destination station. It used to be great because 30th Street Station was listed under 30th Street Station. A while back, they changed the name to William H. Gray III 30th Street Station. So now it's under G for Gray 30th Street Station. That makes it a little more difficult (laughs) to find. Not horrible, but it used to be, like I said, right at the top, which is great. So I don't know if the issue with JAWS and Zoom will get resolved in a, in a minor update? I don't know. And I'm hoping to hear from Joe and or Marsha what the story was with Zoom and JAWS. I don't know. As of Monday night, they hadn't heard anything about any of it, so I don't know what the story is. But that was one of the issues. That was a huge issue. Then we had the performers. They were all, again, mostly on time, when we were running late, it was conceivable that, for example, Max went and was watching the Astros game. He's based in Houston, so obviously he's rooting for the Astros, and that game went, I don't know, 18 innings? 17 or 18 innings, whatever it was. And spoiler alert, if you didn't know, they're in the League Championship Series, so they obviously won <laughs> the series. And that game, I think they swept the Mariners. Everybody was there, but sometimes we were so far past the start time of when we had the schedule that some of the performers had actually jumped off of Zoom for a minute or had gotten knocked off because maybe their internet was a little wonky, so they went out and came back in. So that was a problem when we, especially as we went on, some some performers came on 45 minutes after we actually had them scheduled to come on. And one of the things that we talked about in our recap meeting was that we would like for all performers next year to just come on for the entire show. We'll give them a general idea of what time they're going to come on and we'll get them prepared and make sure their camera works and everything is good. And it will be a lot smoother, we think and hope, if we do it this way, as opposed to saying, oh, you don't have to come on if you're on it at nine o'clock, you don't have to come on until 8.45 and be in the queue. We're just going to have everybody ready so that if the person who is up there's a technical issue, we can bypass them and come back to them once they figure it out. So that was one thing that we talked about. And again, the performers were just so good. And some of them, it it is a very wide-ranging group of performers. And we got some great feedback from one one of the performers who had said that they felt some of the people shouldn't have been on because of some of the other people that we had. Again, we had some people that have albums out. Janet Jackson has a couple of albums out, and Jasmine Island just released her first album. And so all of these people have great talent, but there were some that would have been like me singing, or William Hung, if you remember back to to those early days of American Idol. We're talking about what we're going to do with that next year. One of the other issues that we also talked about in our recap meeting 
is that we didn't start early enough. And I had mentioned this previously. The earlier we start, the better it is for me. Once we solidify a date and we talk about the logo and what colors we're going to use, I can start beginning to create the graphics then instead of scurrying in the last month or two running up to the event and have it all ready to go. Because this way, if we if I do it that early, one of the things I really wanted to do this year, which I couldn't because I, you know, the clock ran out. I wanted to do t-shirts and maybe other merch, mugs, hats, whatever. I don't know if they would have sold, but it only takes my time to create the items. It doesn't cost us anything more. And so I started to do that during the week running up to the show, and I just couldn't get it right. And I was really mad and disappointed that I couldn't because I love our logo. If you haven't seen it, you can go to believeyoucan.live and you can see the logo. Each year we change the color of the star and whatever the year is. The the year and the star are the same color. And it's just an outline of the star with a couple of points missing with the words believe you can with an exclamation mark in black or white if we're going to do it on a black t-shirt. And then the year, in this case 2022, was the same copper color as the star. And then there is a slight black stroke around the numbers. So a stroke is an outline around the numbers. So again, if we were doing a t-shirt, believe you can, a black t-shirt, or a dark colored t-shirt, believe you can with the exclamation mark would be in white, not black. And this stroke or the outline around the year 2022 would have been white and not black. Uh, and I just love the logo. It's very clean. It's just, I, I just really, really like it. The overall logo, we kept the first year's logo, which was a gold star outline. And then instead of the year, it says talent show in those, in that same yellow color with the uh, black stroke around it. So I'm hoping that next year we get an earlier jump. And that will help getting all this stuff done. And then when we finally do start to ask for performers and put tickets on sale, we're able to get a lot more in ticket sales. But we can also put links to the merch page. And I just love that idea. And again, I don't know if people are going to buy it or not, but it doesn't, it takes half an hour, let's say, to create a t-shirt or a hoodie or a mug. So if we create a few things and we sell a few, it's additional revenue. We never have to touch the product. It's all done via print-on-demand, one of the services, and I'm not sure who we would use. I was trying to do it the other day in Teespring, now called Spring, where I have my own merch, which I've never really, (laughs) I've never really opened to the public. I've just done the shirts and other items for myself to see the quality and and things like that. And I love the hoodie from there. I don't know that anybody would buy the hoodie with my logo on it, uh, but the hoodie is really comfortable. I got one in an extra large for Liz, and I liked it so much I got one for myself in a large. Uh, She likes everything to be big so she can add extra layers underneath and so forth. So all the performers went, and then we're totaling up the votes. Now, the way we do the voting with Believe You Can, we have the folks raise their hands. Now, Liz was the the vote counter. If we had someone who was blind, it might have been a little more difficult because it's very easy. 
And this is one of the things that we've struggled with since we started this, so three years now, is we, can't, we haven't found a great way for the votes. If you, we have, and we have two rounds of voting. The first round is after every performer goes, I tell people, and this year we all told people, you've got to raise your hand via Zoom. Evidently, last year, people that had watch parties had their camera on and they're raising their hands to show that they're voting for this person to move on. This year, we made it clear that you had to raise your Zoom hand. Liz was counting the votes, so she was able to see if somebody voted more than once or if somebody voted more than once for the same person during the final round. Now, in the preliminary round, you could vote for as many of the performers as you wanted. You could vote for everyone or not. And it was... It was sad. There were a couple of folks that didn't get many votes, and, and that's kind of sad. The ones who moved to the final round were probably the best of the bunch. And there was, leading up to the last person to go, right before the last person went, his name was Steve. He was from Tennessee. He played the saxophone. <laughs> and just a side note, when we were talking to him doing his sound check, he is going to start teaching people via Zoom how to play the sax. And we came up with all these great names. And uh, I personally like phone sax the best, but I don't know what he's going <laughs> to, I don't know what he's going to go with. Uh, but leading up to them, we had seven people who were going to make it into the top six. Anybody that got, let's say, 15 votes, which is what number seven, I'm sorry, number six and number seven got, he actually got more than that, so he bumped the two people who were very familiar with one another out of the top six, which was disappointing for them because I, I was kind of hoping it, it would have made some for some fun conversation. Let's just leave it at that. I'm not going to give any anything else away <laughs> anything else away with that. So when Steve got more than 15 votes, we knew he was in the finals. Everybody else that was in the finals, their name began with a J. There was Jana, there was Jasmine, there was Julia, there was Jessica, and there was John. And I just thought that that was kind of cool. <laughs> that was kind of cool also. So Liz did the voting. And then the second round of votes, same thing. You could raise your hand. You had to raise your hand via Zoom, star nine, alt Y on a Windows machine, command Y on your Mac, in case you were wondering the keyboard shortcut. Because if you can't see, you don't use a mouse to find the hand and click it. Star 9, by the way, is on the phone if you dialed in. And we had maybe uh, 10 or so people dial in. So roughly 20% of the people that were watching were not watching. They were listening on whether a touchtone phone or a mobile phone. So when you got to the finals to, to win, you could only vote people who were voting, audience that was voting, could only vote for one of those six. So if you raised your hand for whoever we called first, which I guess was Jana, you couldn't then vote for somebody else later. And if you didn't vote for Jana, when we were asking for votes for Jana, you couldn't go back. Again, it's not the best way, but it's the only way that we have found to be the right way. We talked about using chat. We've talked about a few other things, and we just don't have a great way. So with the finals voting, Liz noticed a few people voting for more than one person. And sad to say, 
it was somebody on the committee who was doing that. It was someone on the Believe You Can committee who was voting. Now, we have not voted in the past. It is not up to us. It is up to the audience. And we should not, and I don't think Liz did, count their votes. So when we got to the finals, it was pretty clear cut who was going to be at the top. And again, later on, and just listen, I will play. I'm not sure if I'm going to play the whole clip or just part of it. It's only about a minute and 45 seconds long of what she did. But it was clear who the top were going to be. And the top person was Julia Legrand. And I mentioned her before because she sounded outstanding in the sound check. She was great to speak with. And I didn't know it at the time, but she is also on the board of the Performing Arts Division of the NFB, of the National Performing Arts, and I guess that's all there is. I don't think there's uh, affiliate ones. I think if you join Performing Arts, it's the big one. So she's on that board. Uh, I don't know that she's in college or not. I'm going to try and get her on an episode here, as I did last year with Jasmine Island, who won last year's event. Now, two and three, we ended up with a tie. What are we going to do? And we had talked about this briefly. Lisa and I, at least, had talked about this. Uh, running up to the show. I don't think it was during at the uh, practice runs. I think it was as we were texting or talking um, outside of those. And I said, what are we going to do if we have a tie? And we weren't sure what we should do. So I kind of did it on the fly. Number two and three were Jasmine Island and Steve Norman. And Jasmine sounded great again. I mean, she just sounded outstanding. I, she was just, There was no beating Julia. The only thing that could have beaten Julia was maybe people don't like classical music, and that's why they wouldn't have voted for her. I mean, she was just outstanding. Jasmine also great. Steve was great. And a couple of the others were, were also really good as well. Jana sounded great. Um, and... Um, we had a uh, husband and wife couple that sounded great, although Christine, her performance was interrupted by a phone call that came in while she was performing. So it knocked out her audio. It muted her, which kind of was frustrating, uh, both for her and for us, because she didn't know it until she ended. We let her do the last bits of it. And we weren't sure when the audio had cut out. So we, I don't know if she picked it up with a third of the piece left. Um, she did Ave Maria. She played the, uh, the piano and then sang it. Um, her husband, um, Brandon, also did a classical piece. Uh, the name of it escapes me right now. But they both did great. They sounded good as well. With second and third, since we had a tie, I gave the two runners up the option. I told them we could vote again just for the second and for third, or we combined the pot, which was $100 for second and 50 for third, so 150 and they split that pot so they would each get 75 and each claim second place. And I gave 
Jasmine the, the first choice. She said, combine it. And Steve agreed. And I, I, I said, it had to be, it had to be both of you or we were going to, we were, we would do uh, a runoff. So they agreed to it. So they will each be getting checks for $75. Julia will get a check for $150. And that part went okay. The one thing that I will always be disappointed in myself for was as we were closing up, I didn't thank any of the folks behind the scenes. I didn't thank Joe and Marsha and Stacy. And again, it was a hell night for them to keep on top of things. And the fact that they were able to keep it running with the issues that they were having and juggling that, it was just amazing that they that they did that. So Joe, Marsha, and Stacy, I do apologize. Uh, I apologize to them at the meeting as well on our recap meeting. So uh, I, I just felt bad because you can't go back. It's done. So overall, I really was happy with the way it went. And again, there were a lot of issues. There were a lot of issues. And it's just how it is when it's a live event. I'm hoping in the future that we can do it on some other platform other than Zoom because Zoom is not the best for that. It's fine for a meeting or a webinar or whatever, but for a musical thing, it's just not the greatest. It'd be great if we could find someone who knows how to use things like StreamYard or Ecamm or some of those things, and then we just have the event on YouTube behind a private wall. I guess you could call it a paid wall, right? Where everybody would be able to jump on. You just send out one link and you're good to go. You don't need any kind of account. You can log on any which way. We don't know how we would do the voting that way. And again, the voting is still an issue. So if you have ideas about what we could do for voting, please let me know. Normal places. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because we've been looking around for a couple of years now on how to handle that. And it would be interesting to get your take. So if you have an idea, please reach out to me at the normal places. So that leads me up to this week's Just Listen. And it is going to be from Julia Legrand. Julia Legrand is 18 years old. She's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And as I mentioned earlier, she is in the NFB Performing Arts Division and is, in fact, a board member there. And Julia, as you'll hear here in a second, was just outstanding with this piece and here she is from Believe You Can 2022, presented by Dancing Dots. It's Julia Legrand. just outstanding and I was hoping to have just Julia's track but the track that I received was the general zoom track which means anybody that wasn't muted you heard them that's why you heard somebody sniffling that's why you heard somebody coughing things like that but you get the idea of how Julia was and how great she sounded and again congratulations to her for winning the whole thing and it was great to have her on and I 
am hoping, like I said, to have her on an upcoming episode of this podcast. One last quick thing before we go. I wanted to mention White Canes Connect episode 48, which features For the Birds Consulting LLC CEO Lavette Bird and her daughter Gabrielle Bird, along with Denise Brown. And we talk mainly about the upcoming, as of the time I'm recording this, the upcoming conference that's called Women Healed for a Purpose. And I will have a link to that in the show notes so that you can go check out the event. It is this coming Saturday, the 22nd of October. So if you're listening beyond that in the future, uh, the link will be to For the Birds Consulting website. So you can go check that out and anything else they may have over there. Women Healed for a Purpose is this conference. It's going to be an all-day event, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Lavette tells us about that. She tells us her blindness journey and things like that. Denise has been on White Canes Connect before. She used to do the technology segments that we did, and she will do the technology segment at the upcoming NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention in Pittsburgh next month. Gabrielle is also going to be a speaker at the event. And if I didn't mention, Denise is a speaker at the event also. Gabrielle, besides being Lavette's daughter, like I said, will be speaking at the event and is the webmaster for For the Birds Consulting org. So you can go check that out. Again, it's White Canes Connect, episode 48. One thing that I have put on me to get done by the time we go to the state convention is to have whitecanesconnect.com done. Whether that happens or not, I don't know, but we'll see. I'm hopeful for that. I have, I believe I have images for everybody. Mine is the worst of the three. And it's not just because <laughs> it's not just because it's of me. It's because mine was taken with my mobile. Lisa has some great headshots. She sent me one of them. Uh, Stacy's headshot is really good as well. Uh, so they will look even better when they're next to me. But that is my goal to get whitecanesconnect.com done. And in the meantime, you can listen to any episodes of White Canes Connect by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google uh, all the normal places. In fact, now also available on YouTube. Just search for White Canes Connect and you can find them there. You can also, another easy place if you're driving and you can't remember, just remember Twitter and PA Blind Podcast. So when you go to Twitter and type in PA Blind Podcast, you will find every episode there because everyone drops at the exact same time an episode is released. So check it out. I would appreciate that and uh, like your feedback on that as well. It's a little bit of a different podcast than this one. Every episode has guests, except for the one-year episode, which was just Lisa, Stacy, and I talking about all the cool things that we had done over the past year on the podcast and all the places we had been downloaded in and so forth and so on. So again, that's called White Canes Connect. Lavette's episode is episode 048, so go check it out when you have a second. So that is all I have for episode 202. I'd love to hear your feedback, questions, comments, show ideas, anything you've got. Please reach out. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via phone, as I previously mentioned, 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please do leave your name and your town if you do call in. I would love to have you leave a message, and I will use it on an upcoming episode, I promise. Unless its audio quality is so horrible, it's unlistenable. Otherwise, I will use it, cursing or not. So give me whatever you got. Give it to me straight. 
Again, 646-926-6350. Please reach out. Of course, social media as well, at David Benj on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. As usual, show notes are available if the website is up and there's been an issue there. Show notes are available at iCan'tSeeYou.com. And this episode, again, is episode 202. So the direct link to this episode show notes over at the website are, or is, depending if I know how to speak English or not, iCan'tSeeYou.com slash 202. iCan'tSeeYou.com slash 202. Remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 202. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.